It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome to the show today. Grateful to you for tuning in. Uh, We talked about this yesterday, but did you hear that little comment made by Nick as he signed off his newscast there? Uh, He described this radio station here as Utah's all-day companion for news. And let me just assure you that he is exactly right. And that is what we are striving for here at this radio station. And that is what I am specifically striving for during the course of the few hours they give me to chat back and forth with you each day. I want you to consider this station and me, if you'll let me, uh, to be your companion as you and I navigate these odd, new, uncharted waters uh, which surround us right now as we stand shoulder to shoulder, uh, figuratively, of course, we can't get too close right now, uh, but as you and I stand together and combat this uh, coronavirus through sacrificing our lifestyle, uh, cutting back on some of our our movements around town, uh, we're going to get through this, and uh, let's do it together, Uh, not just as a community, but but as a people. You and I together, we're going to get through this, uh, and this radio station i want you to be confident will be your all-day companion uh, as we uh, combat our foe this invisible foe uh, these little virus germs spreading all around we're gonna we're gonna defeat them uh, and that is what we're gonna move towards here together now <clears throat> the coronavirus as you well know and i'm sick of even saying coronavirus you'll notice that uh, pretty much every story we cover these days on this program and others uh, always has a little bit of coronavirus flavor in there. It has become all-consuming, and it's made its way into politics, of course, uh, and in the functionality, the basic functionality of how we select our political leaders. What I'm driving at here is this coming weekend uh, are the political conventions for the parties here in the state of Utah, and they have adjusted, of course, their approach to this. We learned not too long ago that uh, instead of having an in-person convention, that uh, everything will be moved online, that the speeches typically presented uh, before a sea of delegates uh, by each one of the candidates seeking uh, to get the party's nomination, those speeches, those addresses will be now uh, delivered in the digital form. And they're available for you to watch right now, as a matter of fact. If you make your way over to, uh, at least on the Republican side, if you make your way over to the the state's party website, you will see that each one of the candidates uh, who have thus far submitted videos will... Uh, they're available there. There's a lot of viewing to do, and if you uh, if you are thus far, if you've exhausted your Netflix uh, binge watching habits, uh, here's a, a new cache of videos that you can uh, add to your watching habits. Uh, it's some interesting stuff. Because uh, look at it this way, I am speaking uh, in jest a bit here, because this may not be your cup of tea. And if you're not a delegate right now, uh, you you don't get to vote yet quite yet. Uh, That'll come later. But uh, if you do have it in you to watch these videos, uh, you will, what I can assure you is you will see uh, very likely remarks made by uh, someone who could be the next governor of the state of Utah, the next state attorney general, the next uh, whoever. There is a lot of information and a lot of access to candidates right now that is more broadly available uh, than in years past. I do miss the nostalgia of gathering up uh, in Sandy at the Expo Center or wherever they host them uh, over the years. Uh, That's not going to happen this year. 
there's an alternate way of doing things. To help me uh, kind of unpack this and talk about uh, the impact of uh, this coronavirus on the system and also to make a plea to delegates, I've invited a good friend of mine who I miss very much. Boyd Matheson uh, is in studio right now. I continue to broadcast from my guest bedroom. I look forward to the day where that is behind us, and uh, Boyd, you and I can high-five each other, if that's even allowed. They're, they make me... They make me a good bow, against, a good uh, bow, yeah. Yeah, that's what the governor suggested, right? He said uh, we'll either be tapping elbows or bowing to one another. I don't know about that. Uh, let me ask you this. What, what's a, what message might you have for, for delegates who are navigating these new waters, have a big decision to make right now, uh, and as they collect information and try to make up their minds, what's the best advice you could give them? Well, I, I think they've got to engage in the process. Uh, all of them that I know of you know, take this responsibility very serious, whether it's on the Democratic side or the Republican side. And uh, again, this has been a little different. There have been a lot of Zoom meetings and uh, one-on-one phone calls that uh, replace the traditional things. Uh, but the speeches really do matter. Uh, and you've seen this, Lee, in your experience over the years. Uh, there's nothing like being in that convention hall with three or 4,000 uh, folks, and then someone just delivers this lights-out speech or somebody gets on a topic or a particular principle that just electrifies the crowd, and things can really change. Uh, and so I would encourage the delegates to to make sure you you finish the job. Uh, watch all the watch all the speeches because the speeches matter, and and they should really be watching. This is interesting. We actually just uh, completed some polling uh, with the Deseret News, the Hinckley Institute, and our good friend Scott Rasmussen uh, on what people are looking for. What are the traits? And as you look at these leaders, whether it's for governor or a congressional race or a, a, a state legislative office. You're going to see people dealing with crisis and dealing with some big challenges. How they handle that, pretty good indicator of how they'll do it in office. Uh, we actually polled on the question, who would you trust in a crisis? These polling, these polling results are absolutely fascinating. Uh, help me understand. Well, share with us the results and then help me understand uh, how it is they turned out the way they have. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. The, uh, we expected that the, uh, the numbers would kind of track based on the popularity of the candidate or where their support is currently. Or uh, Say their position as the leader of a task force combating what is an actual tangible crisis in front of us. <laughs> right, right, and it uh, wasn't necessarily the case. Uh, it was really right. interesting. Uh, John Huntsman Jr. Uh, came out ahead on that with twenty six percent of the state, the whole state, not just the Republicans. Uh, saw him as that's the guy I want in a uh, in a crisis situation, and he was followed by Spencer Cox, and then kind of on down the list from there. But that's an an interesting question, and and so back to these videos in the convention. Uh, people should be watching and, and saying, okay, they're talking about this. That means this is important to them because they only have five minutes. What what a candidate says in a speech matters not so much what they say or how they say it, but what they choose to focus on. And, and as delegate, I would be asking myself the question, okay, when I listen to this person, what, what comes to my mind? Do I see uh, visions of that person in office? <laughs> Do I see visions of myself in a better world or a better district or a better state, better community? Uh, so that's one thing I would always tell people to watch for in a speech is what does it make you think about? Does it make you think about the candidate or does it make it make you think about your life, your community, your family and so on? So there's a lot of really interesting nuances you can get into in these speeches, even though they're pre-recorded and online. Uh, there's a lot of information. I've watched uh, most of them. And there's some really interesting dynamics in a lot of those. I was telling your producer, Amy, that you guys ought to do uh, your own version of the movie show tomorrow. <laughs> you could have, you know, best supporting uh, cast by, you know, whoever yeah. the uh, LG candidate is, music and animation, the whole thing. You could do a big show. 
One of the things you mentioned, uh, you know, as we watch these videos, or at least as the delegates watch these videos and uh, walk towards making these big decisions, which ultimately, you know, determine who uh, will be on the primary ballot, uh, there are a variety of tactics employed by the the various candidates. And I, in my mind, am focusing uh, more so on the race for governor, but know, too, that there are other uh, offices being sought out right now and other videos by other candidates. Uh, but as you as you watch those, again, the, the tactics I think are important uh, and applying or at least looking through looking at these videos through the lens of your own tactics, what makes you the most comfortable, uh, you will notice that some of the candidates promote themselves. They yeah. highlight their own qualifications. Some of the candidates look uh, around on the ballot and seek to disqualify uh, their opponents. That's right. Some seek to, to rally and get to real excited and tout uh, you know, their, their experience as a political official, uh, as a merit of theirs. And then there are those who take the exact opposite course and tout uh, their outsider status as uh, the, the good reasoning that you should apply or that the <laughs> delegates should apply to, uh, to selecting them. It's a fascinating study, and I'm anxious to see how it plays out. And because it's being played out in such a uh, transparent and archivable fashion, we are going to have some fascinating data to analyze down the road yeah. to see exactly uh, what leads to what, how folks react to what, and uh, with the you know with the ranked balloting, being able to select your first, second, and uh, third choice, and so on, uh, will I think be able to have an even better uh, window into into how effective these tactics are? Anyway, yeah. uh, a lot to stuff. analyze, a lot to consider, uh, and a lot to watch. If you're a delegate, there's some uh, binge watching for you uh, before the deadline closes. Uh, this coming weekend for you to select uh, your candidates. Anyway, Boyd Matheson, thank you so much. Uh, again, like I said, I miss you. And I say that because, uh, you know, for listeners who, who understand, Boyd continues to work in the KSL newsroom daily. I, uh, exercising good social distancing, not sure what Boyd's <laughs> deal is, uh, am broadcasting from <laughs> my guest bedroom. They, Sorry, they, Boyd, they've, no. deem, they've deemed me as non-essential, so most likely to, you know, fall at a risk. So and I'm, you, and, I'm dispensable. You still, <laughs> and you still, you continue to wash your hands every other day, so you're just fine. <laughs> We're doing we're doing great. <laughs> Boyd Matheson, uh, host of Inside Sources, opinion editor of the Deseret News, expert on all things politics and otherwise, and a good friend of mine. Sir, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, thanks, Lee. All the best. We're going to take a quick break here. When we return, we're going to be speaking to Utah Congressman Chris Stewart. Why? Well, because off in Washington, D.C., congressmen and women from across the country have come together, and they're voting on a new $380 billion package to help get folks paid. As we face this coronavirus, big impact on the paychecks. Congress is trying to help out. We'll get his insight and expertise next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.